Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, this is Blaze. Welcome back to Full Spectrum Feeling. Let's talk about what it's like to be in that uncomfortable phase where you're growing into the next level of yourself. So I equate it to the kind of anxious, weird awkwardness that we felt as teenagers, because I think that for a lot of us is one of the most intense periods of stepping into our next level self. So it's like your whole body is changing what you want in life. Like you're noticing things that you didn't notice before. You're looking different. You're feeling different. You're not sure how to express yourself. It's awkward as fuck. And you're also so full of hope and possibility at that phase in your life. And you have, you know, innocent expectations. You have Um, naive expectations, but you're willing to really throw yourself in and go for it. So then as we become adults, I feel like we still have these phases in our life, but they seem to be less, well, hopefully less long, right? Teenage years is so such a huge chunk of our life. It's like years of growing and growing and growing. And I think as adults, when we hit these big next step phases, it seems to be more far between. So you might be moving into a new phase and a lot of stuff happens all at once and you have a crazy year or crazy few months. And then most of us let things kind of even out for a while before we then try to move into the next phase. But the similarity in how we feel, I think is pretty spot on because you have this sense that you've grown too big for your skin, right? Like you're growing into something new and something has to change and you feel like you're pushing yourself for it. We have this desire to find the people who are going to support who we're becoming. So we start looking around. We're like, where are those people? Who are my people? Like I I need the support. We recognize this on a subconscious level. And we also worry like, wait, will those people welcome us? what if I don't belong in that group? Do I really belong here? Is this really who I want to become? So we're plagued with self-doubt, but we're also really hopeful and we want, there's the want, we want to be different. We want to be a part of this crowd. We want to try on this new way of being. And as we, you know, attempt what we're growing into, there's the pain of failure and the awkwardness of it. And just like when I was a teenager, you know, you do something stupid and you try to kind of cover it up. I remember one of the most embarrassing incidents in high school. I'm sure it wasn't even noticed by more than like three people, but to me it was like devastating. And it was that I was walking up the stairs into the building and I tripped up the stairs and just, you know, everything splat, like bag on the floor, books spilling downstairs. Like it's the most awkward, horrible moment. And you're like, I'm this awkward person. I just need to get to class on time. People just watched me take a digger to like the face and the shin on stairs going up. I didn't even fall down the stairs. I fell up the stairs. Ah, 
And as I'm gathering my stuff and pretending that I'm not in agonizing pain and there's not blood seeping through my jeans as we speak and people are helping me, I just pretend it's not happening, throw it in to my bag and then, you know, limp up the stairs and get to my class, at which point I realize like, yeah, I probably need to actually go to the nurse's office and now it's a thing. Now it's a thing. But I don't because I'm too embarrassed to ask. So then on the next break, I just go and, you know, clean it out and get a Band-Aid and then go to my next class. So I feel like leveling up in my life lately has felt somewhat like that in that you know where you want to go. It's up the stairs. And then as you go to get there, you're like looking around going, I don't know, I'm just thinking about all this other stuff and how it works. And boop, you find you face plant and it's awkward and things are spilling everywhere and people might be looking and you just don't want that to be what's happening. So you go into some kind of denial and then you try to figure out how to smooth it over. Like this awkward thing didn't happen. This failure isn't that bad. But you know what? Sometimes when you're working on leveling up, your failure is that bad. Sometimes it sucks. (laughs) So (laughs) currently I feel like I've been trying to push myself to this next level self. And I'm like, well, who is next level blaze? Because I have this opportunity, like your kid's going to school now, like you have some time, you can really like focus on your career. Who is it that you want to be? Who is that person? How does she show up and what's going on? So in the past, I'd be like, well, what do you want to do? And I've learned to not ask, what do I want to do so much as how do I want to feel, which is a nicer question. And then I kind of was listing out the things that I wanted and trying to figure out like, does that even align with how I want to feel or does it not? And it's, it's been a much nicer way to look at leveling up than what I used to do, which is, you know, pile on all the things, figure out how many extra things you can do. And then that equals success. I don't believe that anymore. Now I believe success is whatever, whatever the hell I think success needs to look like. So what is it? So I wrote down this list And I just free flowed thoughts. And I said, okay, next level blaze goes for a walk every day because it feels nice to get actual fresh air. Next level blaze is involved in her kid's school and like knows the people there and is able to volunteer and help. The person that I'm becoming is able to, you know, have fun and play with my daughter every day. The person that I'm becoming has a badass photo shoot for her business. Like she's not afraid of that, even though at the time that scared the pants off of me and I didn't really want to do it. (laughs) Next level me. Oh, there, there is a bunch of stuff on this list. Oh, gives up sugar. Isn't eating sugar anymore and is treating her body really well. And I wrote all those down and I was like, okay, why, why haven't I started on it yet? What could I start now? What would I feel like if I did that? And I had to ask myself, well, why do I want all of these things? Like next level blaze is coaching this many people. And how does that happen? And what's the difference? Why do I want these things? And I had to come to the conclusion that it's not so much that doing them will change anything about how I feel now. And that, you know, if I was talking to my teenage self blew my mind because I was like, yeah, you know, every time you get good and you do something else, there's always going to be more. You actually don't feel much different than you do right now today. You just, you're slowly getting there. So what, 
what do you need to feel right now to make doing those things possible? Rather than fighting to do them against what you're feeling now, what would I need to feel now to make it easy or more possible to do that? So coming from that feeling, I began. So I started um, revisiting Wild Fit, which I had done back in 2018, I believe. And I felt really, really good when I had pulled the sugar, when I had pulled milk, when I had pulled grains for the most part, not, not entirely, but for the most part. So I said, okay, I can do that again. Like I know that I feel good doing it. I also know that that first week of giving up sugar is a bitch. It's really hard for me. So I was like, all right, but what would I need to believe about myself or feel to make that possible? And last time, basically I used money as my motivator where I was like, I'm going to invest a lot of money. And then if I don't do it, I'll feel like a complete asshole because I spent the money to do this. So that was my accountability. So to an extent, I basically berated myself and said, you already spent all this money and you're not doing it still. So (laughs) maybe revisit the lessons and see how you're doing. And in that health journey, in revisiting my videos and re-looking at it, I actually had a revelation that much more about how I treat myself and feed myself has actually changed. I had not slid so far down the slope as I had feared. So it was interesting to see how my self-perception was off. And I think that's, again, another parallel to that awkward teenage phase of leveling up is that when you're a teenager, you do grow, you do change, you start becoming better, and you still perceive yourself as that earlier version of yourself, even though everyone else can see how you changed, even though the results are different. And it takes a while for us to catch up and recognize it. So the first part was recognition, like actually, Blaze, you're not doing that bad. You eat really well. You just also eat some things that aren't so functional. So let's start pulling it. And I really coached myself through it where I was like, this is only for a few weeks. Let's see how we do. And then we'll keep reassessing it as we go and see how you feel. I can tell you what I've learned from this is like the last three weeks I have been off sugar and my body feels so happy. Like it just feels better. Like bloating is less. Cravings are less. I'm not that hungry. I'm enjoying my food. And then yesterday there were cookies and I ate cookies and I was expecting them to not taste as good. I don't know why and what reality I thought cookies wouldn't taste good, but I was like, well, last time when you took the sugar out and you kind of reintroduced it, it felt very fake to me. Like I just didn't like the taste of the cookie so much, but mm, you're getting into Blaze's mind now. Let's go in. (laughs) (laughs) But with this particular one, I ate the cookie and I liked it. And I think it's because I had chocolate chips. And what I noticed about my particular eating pattern is that chocolate is my kryptonite. I feel like I need it all the time. I make excuses about other foods in order to just be a vehicle for my chocolate chips or chocolate. And so perhaps this was not the best slip for me to do because I had one cookie and then I had like five cookies. And then the next day I had like five more because, well, I mean, you already had a cookie. They're almost gone. I mean, if you eat them all, then they won't be there. (laughs) You won't have to be tempted anymore. So today my challenge, there's like five cookies left on this platter. I'm like, I will not be the one to eat those cookies. And I go down and I look at them and I'm like, it would be so easy. I'm like, but are you actually hungry? And I have to actually like feel into my body and go like, no, my body isn't hungry. I just think that I want the cookie because there's chocolate chips in it. And yeah, I'll be okay. (sighs) So anyway, I got distracted leveling up. 
truthfully, honestly, though, this is a sign of goodness to get to the point where like, that's the conversation that I'm having versus like, Oh my God, you're a terrible person. Cause you ate the cookie. I'm not there. I'm just like, okay, we ate cookies yesterday, but we're still good. And we're going to keep treating our body. Well, it's nice. And recognizing what all of these other things are that I wanted to do and how close or far I felt from them. So that, that was my assessment. I was like, are you close to being able to do this? What would you need to do? And how would you feel if you did it? And my immediate answer to myself was you probably won't feel any different, although you might be scared. Like it's not going to change you fundamentally if you join the PTO. (laughs) And I thought to myself, I was like, well, yeah, I could be this person that's involved in the kids with the kids school and organization. And then the reality of it is the school itself has its own disorganization and trying to figure out when the hell things are happening. They basically give an announcement three to four days before anything happens, which makes it really hard to plan for and really difficult for me anyway to integrate it into my life. So I'm looking at it like, well, I can be involved and that's going to be fine. And it doesn't need to look a certain way. The next step is just to get involved and then decide from there what I want to do. And the same thing with, um, with next level blaze having the business photo shoot. I was like, well, why, why, why is that on the list of next level things that I do? And I was like, well, one, because it's terrifying to, I don't know, spend all that money on myself and my business to show up like that and have people see me that way to have to explain what I'm doing and my image of myself, I guess, and have someone capture that. It felt very intimidating because I'm basically, I mean, I just, I sit here, I work in my office. I'm a very happy homebody person and I'm a goofball. And I'm like, can I show up in my photos as a goofball? I don't know. I'll talk more about it in a future podcast because <laughs> we've done the shoot and it was amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> These were the questions I had for myself. I was like, well, why do you really want it? And I was like, well, I believe that the person who has the business that I want the person who's really serving a lot of people doesn't put herself last because I'm teaching other people not to put themselves last. The person that I am in my life and my coaching is someone who teaches people how to have their feelings and still function and make the choice they want to make. And I'm like, this is a choice I want to make and I've been scared to do it, but it doesn't mean that I can't do it or that it's not possible for me. And honestly, it sets a good example. So you're going to do it. So I scheduled the thing. And that itself felt very scary. But then it's interesting because just like with the let's cut sugar and stop with chocolate chips, making the one decision and just saying, okay, I'm going to just stick by the decision and I can feel how I feel about it. Angry, bitter, afraid, missing chocolate, terrified that I'm going to have to go explain myself or show up for a photo shoot. It just sets things in motion. So then the next thing that happens, it's just another step. It's not, um, it's not so hard to keep going if you've just made one simple decision. And then the next thing you have to do is just show up. You make the decision and then you show up and then you make the next decision. I'm not trying to make 15 decisions ahead. And what was really cool about looking at my particular list was that I was looking at it thinking like, wow, overcoming any of these things or figuring them out or making them fit into my life seamlessly could take an entire year. Like that was the initial thought. And then 
literally a week and a half later, I looked at that list and went, holy shit, I've started or done everything on that list. A step has been taken, stuff like life is in motion and shit's going to happen. And maybe it's time for a new list. Or maybe, you know, your year isn't so much about trying to take each one and make it perfect. It's about just accepting that all of these things are possible for you. And it doesn't have to look perfect. It just looks like living your life. So I can say, yeah, I've, I've cut sugar and I had, I had a slip up day or two. And I did it actually very consciously that that actually in my mind is a victory. It feels like a very adult moment. And I'm able to choose now what I want to continue to do. And it was actually pretty awesome to feel confident in myself to say, I want to keep going. I like feeling healthy more than I like eating a chocolate chip cookie. Huh. Who knew? (laughs) I guess I am next level blaze because last level blaze would be like, eat all the cookies and then feel bad and not know why. And now I'm like, yeah, when I eat them, I feel like not, not quite as vibrant and I get really full and I don't want to feel that full. Good for me. (sighs) Ah, yes. And so I feel like I'm entering another one of those plateau moments. And it's, it's interesting how even my perspective about a plateau has changed as I get older. I used to think that the plateau meant that it's complete stagnation or nothing is happening or it was something to be avoided. Like you always wanted to be on the uphill because if you were plateaued for any length of time, it was just a matter of time before you were sliding back down. And I don't believe that's true. I think that a plateau is more like integration time. It's the time where you've set a lot into motion and you have this opportunity that you can roll out. Like it's this nice flatter surface where you can try it on for a while and get comfortable so that you're not stumbling, so that you're not tripping up the steps. You have a chance to regain your balance and see what it's like at this level before you hit the next step and start climbing up. And I'm going to actually just choose to enjoy this process because honestly, I don't think we ever arrive. I think we have this idea that there's this place we want to get to that's going to be miraculous and perfect. And when we arrive there, everything's wonderful and angels are singing and the money falls from the heavens and everyone loves us. And, you know, that's nice. It's comforting, but we all know it's not real. (laughs) That never happens. It never feels that way. And if it does, we have that feeling for like an hour and then all of the other feelings and thoughts and guilt and whatever seeps in. And that's just what it is to be human. So on this human journey, I'm recognizing more and more how much mental chatter I have and how much it's just the thoughts. The thoughts are what changes my experience of everything. And if my thought is, how fun can this be? How great that this has happened? What can I do next? Or like, whoa, that seems pretty overwhelming, but am I okay just maintaining where I'm at now? That's actually a great one that I want to share. When I've gotten nervous with up-leveling business and trying new things, I've found a new app that's helping me connect with people who actually are looking for life coaches and need help. And it's amazing and wonderful. And I'm really, really happy to have found it. The amount of up and down feelings I can have about my responses and how I'm approaching it will go up and down in any given minute, hour, day. And it's me recognizing like the plateau is just like, Hey, you found this thing and you're going to learn how to run with it. 
and you're going to pick it up and you're going to drop it a few times. It's not always going to work. You don't know how to do this yet. And I think of it almost like a game, right? Like in any game, when you start, you don't really know how to play and you're going to drop the ball. And how often are you willing to pick it back up and just try something else or just improve your technique or get better or give it time or allow people to meet you where you are or invite other people in? There's so many options that can make trying on that new next level you easier. So that I think is where I want to leave you guys this week is to say, if you're leveling up, if you're on the plateau, wherever you are, notice that you have all these thoughts about whatever it is that's going on and that they're just thoughts passing through like a flock of birds and they have a lot to say. There's a lot of chatter and it's cool. You're always going to have those birds. You're always going to have that chatter and you can choose to focus on the chatter that makes you feel a little bit better. And if you allow that, sometimes you're having chatter that isn't that great. And you just say, okay, that's what's happening right now. And give it a while. You're going to find it moves so much quicker than when you're actively trying to get it to go away. When I actually just let the chatter be negative, if I let it tell me what I already know, which is that I'm not feeling great in that moment, usually within a couple of hours, I'm kind of over myself (laughs) in an interesting way. I'm like, all right, that was fun. That was a fun pity party. I was willing to give myself the whole day, but I actually don't need it. And I'm ready to just keep taking action. And that again, I think that turnaround time getting faster is really just a product of practicing what I, what I tell you, which is continually giving myself the option. Like if you need it, you can be mad for the whole day or even the whole week let's just go there then. And the more I allow myself to just go there, the faster these things just move. And I know they're going to come back. They always do, but I, I'm not afraid of that awkwardness anymore. If my teenage self could see me now, I think I would be horrified at the sheer amount of embarrassing things I'm willing to divulge to the public. I mean, come on. I just told you all about me tripping up the stairs. I would have probably turned 5,000 shades of red and puked, but I didn't because I didn't know then. And it's okay now. Friends, I hope you have a wonderful week. You can catch me here anytime. And if you want to reach out, tell me anything that you're thinking about, stuff that you want me to talk about in a future podcast, you always can hit me up at blaze at blazeschwaller.com or you can check me out at coachwithblaze.com and send me a message through there. All right. Have a wonderful week, my friends, and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.